So anyway, but that's tough for me. So we talked uh, last week about several things, and um, just to kind of give like a recap, not much, but just to kind of talk about a couple things. Um, last week, I encouraged you guys to go ahead and read through the book of Ruth um, at least once per week, because I believe that this book is something that you will find um, will give you encouragement, it will give you hope, it will give, bring back um, a restoration of faith. Um, it will help a lot of things, and you know. So I encourage you to do that. If you didn't do it this week, you still have, uh, or last week, then you still have this week and the next week after that to do so. But I really encourage you to read through that and try to um, glean what you can glean um, from this book because it's really, really awesome, and you will learn a lot from it. Um, one of the things that. Um, I mentioned was that you know the book of Ruth is for people who feel like or believe that or think where is God when times of chaos happen you know like where is God in this um, when the world's turned upside down where can I find God in that and this is a story for those people this is a book um, for people who wonder whether it's important to be a person of integrity in a world where integrity is doesn't seem to really even be a thing anymore. Is, the, is it worth being a person of integrity in today's day and age? If you're one of those people, I am one of those people. If you are, then this is definitely a book for you to read because you will find awesome stuff in there. And more importantly, I believe this is a book for people who believe that nothing good can come of their bad times in life. That God can't work things to your good. 
And so this is an awesome book for that. And uh, this week I want to focus on the importance of being a person of integrity in a world where integrity is an afterthought. Because, you know, what does a Christian look like? And what should we look like when we're outside of the church building? So I want to talk about being a person of integrity. So to do that, we'll look at Ruth chapter 2 together. If you guys have your Bibles or you have your phones with Bible apps on them or however you want to look. Um, we're going to read just a little bit. We won't read the entire chapter of Ruth, Ruth 2, but we'll read uh, probably several verses here together. Starting at chapter, or verse 1, sorry, chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the, of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young woman from Moabite, who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among these sheaves after the reapers. So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a very short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field, or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping, and go after them. Have I not charged you, have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother, your native land, and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for the book of Ruth. God, thank you for this time that you've given us to come together, even though we're not able to be outside like we wanted we're still able to have a building as a backup, God, that, that you provided for us. And we just are so grateful for all the many blessings in our lives. We realize that things don't go our way sometimes. And we realize that things don't happen the way we want them to sometimes. And that's okay because we know that you're still in control ultimately. So we thank you and we ask that you um, open our minds and hearts to what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week we left um, off talking about um, Naomi, how she had been going through some really dire straits. She'd been going through some really tough times. And Naomi, um, so within a span of 10 years, she was dealing with famine in her homeland. She moves to a pagan country 
of Moab with her husband and her two sons. And when she gets there, her husband passes away. And then her two sons marry pagan women. And then within 10 years, all this happened within 10 years, her sons passed away. So she's going through some really, really difficult times. I can't imagine how she's feeling. I can't imagine what she's going through. I can only begin to try to empathize with how she's, the emotions that she's feeling. <clears throat> so she's going through some really tough times. And in these tough times, I believe Naomi is blinded to her chaos. She's blinded by it. And all, the only thing that she can see is the mayhem that's going on around her. And rightfully so, probably. I mean, any of us would probably feel the same way when we're going through times. So if you can think back to a, a tragic time in your life. You can probably imagine that all you can focus on is those terrible things that are happening. So she's blinded by her tragedies. She can't see what's going on. She can't see the things that God's doing in her life. And last week, I challenged you to begin looking for the little slivers of things in your life that show that God's working things to your good, that he's doing things in your favor. And I, Because I believe that even in terrible, awful situations, I believe there's little things that you can look at, little blessings that you can hold on to that prove the promises of Jesus. That he said that he's going to work things for our good. He's going to do things that are going to help us. And he has a plan for us to, to do well. And even though those things are still promises, that doesn't mean that we're not going to go through terrible times. So when we go through those times, we need to focus on those good things that we actually do have. So I challenge you to do that. I hope you're able to start looking for those things. If you wasn't, then please start today looking for those things. Because Naomi, Naomi was so blinded by her tragedy that she couldn't see the huge sacrifice that Ruth made for her. Because Ruth did an amazing thing. She left her homeland. She left her family. She left everything behind. Her whole life. It'd be like us being born raised here, Lewis County, staying here, and then marrying somebody from another country and then moving off to Saudi Arabia to be with them after all of her, you know, all these tragic things happen. I mean, it's just like crazy stuff. Like moving up and just uprooting. So she's going through all this and she makes this huge sacrifice but Naomi's not focused on that. She's focused on the terrible things that are going on. So this little act of integrity from Ruth <coughs> is an amazing thing. And I believe it's something that we've seen in these verses that we read that God blesses. And integrity is a, is a trait that God will bless in you as well. It's not just something that he blesses in Ruth. It's something that if you have integrity today, in today's day and age, you will find that God will bless you in that as well. And so we find Ruth in verses 8 through 12, and Boaz comes to her and he tells her, you don't have to go to any other field from now on. You don't have to go to any other fields. You just come to my field. You, you just hang out with my people. You glean with my women after the reapers go through. And, uh, and he even, like, even later in the verses, he tells his reapers to like, drop a little extra for her to, to pick up. That way she has more. And um, so he's helping her out. He's, he's, you know, using his resources to help her. And so she's getting blessed because of the things she's done. And he tells her plainly why he's doing it. He said, I've heard about all the things you've done for Naomi. I've heard what you did. You left everything. 
and you came here and you were being a person of integrity and you were being awesome and you were being a great uh, daughter-in-law and you were really helping your mother-in-law out and that's awesome and so I want to help you and I want to bless you. And that's a very difficult thing to be a person of integrity, especially in today's day and age when you feel like nobody has integrity. Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes in my life, and it's just this literally, I, and I'm not making this up, it's kind of interesting how these things can happen um, when you're preparing a sermon and all these different things, like how your life, like things happen in your life to kind of guide your message, you know what I'm saying, like, and you use that. But just Friday, like, I got so sick and tired of the world we live in. Anybody ever got to that point? Like, I just got sick of hearing all the negativity. I got sick of hearing everything that was going on in the world. I, I look, I see people littering, like, throwing bottles, like, beer cans out their windows. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I was so frustrated Friday. And Albie can attest to this. I was being a jerk. I'll, I'll admit it. When I get frustrated, she's the one I take it out on usually. And I was being a jerk. Mostly, I just don't talk at all, and if I do, it's like little snippy, stupid stuff. I, I apologize, Albie. I'm terrible about that. So, I'm just sick of it. I'm just tired. And I, I mean, if I'm the only one, I, you know, God forgive me, but, you know, I just sometimes you just get sick of hearing negativity in your life. Like, what in the heck is going on? <laughs> like, what, what, what are you doing here? And I just got so tired of this, and I felt so just bogged down in my spirit by all these things that I've been seeing and you, you get on Facebook trying to see what's going on in the world and or just going on in your little world and even like everybody that I'm seeing is like this person's got this and this person's got that well that's terrible that's awful that's not good that's not good that's here's a little thing that's good but you don't look at that you look at the most awful things and then I'm like well let me switch over to Twitter and check that out oh my don't get on Twitter that, that, don't do that because that's where you find all the bad stuff and so I'm on Twitter, and you go to, like, the search, and nothing, like, all the trending things are just terrible. I'm like, okay, okay, this is good. So I just, and I just was just bogged down, just absolutely sick and tired, and I just didn't want to deal with anybody. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to hear any news. I didn't want to hear anything. I just wanted to just zone out and be in my world where I can control everything in my world. I just got sick of it. Did anybody else got there? Okay, I'm not the only one. I'm glad that I'm not the only one because I felt like a big jerk. But it's hard because I look around and I think I'm doing really good stuff. Or I think I am. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're doing making a difference. You feel like maybe what I'm doing is going to help someone else. Like this act that I just did or maybe you recycle, maybe you do something to try to help the environment or something, and then you see 10 people litter. You know what I mean? Like, you do one thing good, and then there's 10 people behind you waiting to do 20 bad things. And it feels like everything that I was doing good was being canceled out by the things that I see that are bad in the world. And so I begin to question, is it, real, like, is what, is it really important for me to remain a, a person of integrity when I look around and everybody else is just doing whatever they feel like it's whatever. You know, it's just whatever. Is it still important for me to be a person of integrity? And I got my answer the next day. Because even after me being a jerk and being you know, in a terrible mood Friday evening, 
Alvin and I were going to Walmart and we're shopping through Walmart. We're getting all the stuff that we can get for camp and getting everything ready and, um, you know, just shopping through the aisles. And we walk through one of the grocery aisles and we meet or come into contact with a, a person that we used to work at Walmart with. Uh, she just got off her shift, it looked like, and she was doing some shopping herself. And she stopped us and asked us how we were doing. I said, we're doing fine. How are you? And she said, I'm doing really well. I just wanted to tell you that that video you posted, that song you sang, it really touched my heart. And I really, really needed that. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, because there was no even indication that she'd even heard it. Like, I even looked on Albie's Facebook. She didn't like hers or like my video or no comments, nothing. Like, she, there was no indication that she'd even heard the video. But she went and she listened to it and she heard it. And she was like, I really needed that video. I really appreciate you doing that. When Ruth set out with Naomi... She didn't set out thinking, I'm going to change the entire world today. She set out thinking, I'm going to try to change the life of one person. I'm going to do everything I can do to help Naomi. I'm not worried about everyone else in Bethlehem. I'm not worried about everyone else in that country or wherever. I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm worried about Naomi. I want the one person. Is it worth being a person of integrity if you only help one person in your life? If you only make a difference in one person's lifetime, is it still worth being a person of integrity? I think it's awesome because Ruth, like I said, she had no intention, she had no idea that by her being that person of integrity and, and making that commitment to help that one person, to be with that one person, how that was going to shape the future of the world. Because out of that, she marries this man named Boaz, as we talked about last week. And out of that lineage comes Jesus Christ. Comes King David, King Solomon, all these different people, these huge influential characters in history. All this comes because she made the decision to help one person. Did she do it because she thought, well, if I go help Naomi, then Boaz, I'm going to meet Boaz, and I'm going to have this awesome stuff. He's going to let me glean. I'm, you know, and then he's going to, we're going to get married. We're going to do this awesome stuff. And then I'm going to, and like this dude named Jesus is going to, she had no idea. She didn't do it for that reason. She, you know, that would be self-serving. She was doing it as a person of integrity saying, you know what? I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do. Not because it's going to help me. Not because I'm going to gain anything from it. I'm going to do it because it's what I should do. You never know what a small decision will do for a lot of people. You never know how an act of service to one person can help a ton of people. You never know. And sometimes we don't see it. Like I said, this girl, I, I had no idea that she didn't watch the video. I didn't know that I had helped her in any way whatsoever, which it wasn't me, it was God doing it through a video. Because God gave me that video in my darkest time, or that song in my darkest time. Going through uh, losing my father, terrible things. That, I mean, it was awful. 
dealing with that. And I felt like God gave me that song in that time to get me through that. And it was like this beautiful letter that he had broken or something. You know what I mean? Like, because usually when I write lyrics, I don't anymore. I have them forever. But used to when I would like to write lyrics, it would be the most horrible, difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Because I would just like be, I don't know, I'm just not good at it. I'm not good at writing songs. And I'll just, it would take me forever. But this song, literally, I wrote it in like two minutes. It just happened like just perfect. Just wrote it out and sang it, and I was like, "This is awesome. This is a, this is gonna help me, and it helped me a lot." And so I thought last week, since we talked about people losing people, we talked about how things are difficult and all these different things. I thought, well, maybe this will help someone. I didn't know who. I didn't know why. But you just do stuff like that, and it's important. I just want to encourage you today. If you're one of those people who are thinking I'm helping people, but nothing's good ever happens to me, or or I'm helping, and I can't see what's happening. I can't see the changes that are being made. I can't see anything that's positive coming from me, being a person of integrity. If you're one of those people, I want to encourage you, don't you dare stop helping people. Even if you're just going after that one person, don't you dare stop working for that one person. Don't you dare give up. Because you don't know the impact you're going to make on the people around you and the people in your community. You have no idea. Please don't give up. Please continue to go after that one person because it's worth it. It's worth being a person of integrity. And Boaz tells Ruth, he says, listen, I'm doing this because you were a person of integrity. I'm doing this because you did awesome things for Naomi. So I am blessing you through God, blessing you, she didn't do it because of that reason, right? But she did it because it was the right thing to do. It's important to be a person of integrity. And I want you all to, to leave here today knowing that a person of integrity doesn't do something because they feel like they're going to get something in return. There are people in this room, a lot of people in this room, who do a lot for a lot of people. Who do things behind the scenes, help people, a lot of people in this room have helped me behind the scenes, been nice to me when I'm in need, done things for Albie and I when we needed it. And even, and I, I mean, I can't count them, probably the amount of people that you've helped and served and done amazing things for. But that's what church is all about, man. And that's what being a person of integrity is all about, is just doing it and not saying like, hey, look what I did for this person. You know what I mean? Like, I did that for them, and I helped them here, and I did this for them, and it's just being a person of integrity, saying, I'm going to do what's right because it's the right thing to do. Ruth knew how to do that. And I believe that when we read the book of Ruth, you see that her story of integrity, her story of things like this, she, she finds that it, God blesses those things. So I'm not saying do it, it's kind of weird. I'm trying to say one thing, but it sounds like I'm saying the thing I'm trying not to say. So I'm not saying do be a person of integrity so God will bless you, but I'm telling you that if you're a person of integrity, God will bless that if it's coming from the right place. Like if you're doing it for the right reasons, God will absolutely bless that in you. So if you're one of those people who are helping others, who are doing things for other people, who are constantly on the front lines helping, doing things like behind the scenes, God bless you. 
please continue to do that, especially now. When our nation needs it the most, when our, when our county needs it the most, when our towns need it the most, be that person for someone else. That person of integrity that says, I'm going to help others because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to search for the one person because it's the right thing to do. Okay? I know that's a weird sermon, um, but that's just how I roll. All right? I just want you to know that um, I love each and every one of you. And I pray for you very, very much. And um, um, I hope that we can continue on this path of seeing things the way God wants us to see them during this sermon series. Instead of seeing the world for what it, what's going on right now, what we're seeing here, let's start looking for the good, and let's start being the good. Okay? So... We can change. We can change the world, man. We can change everything. We can change our community. We can change everything around. But it starts with us. It starts right here. It starts right in this room right now. If you make a decision to be that person in this community, you can make major changes in the community, in your town, in your neighborhood. You can make major changes. So I encourage you all to go today and be people of integrity. Be people who are willing to help and be people who are looking for the good when you can't find good. But look for it. Because I know that God's working. I know that he's doing things for our good. I know that he's working everything. He's got a plan. He's still in control even when it seems like things are chaotic. He's still in control. So let's pray together and then we'll be done. And Father God, thank you so much for this awesome group of people. Thank you, Father, that you would come to us and give us a message. And help us to understand that being a person of integrity is so important, especially in times of trouble, especially when we can't find other people doing what's right. God, sometimes we get sick and tired of what we're going through, and we get sick of seeing what the world has come to, and we think, man, what is the point of even trying to keep being a person of integrity when, like, everybody else in the world is coming against me and doing things that or just seem to be erasing the good that I'm doing. God, I know that you bless people in integrity. And I know that by listening to you and doing what you have us to do, we can help and we can change one person. And that if we change that one person, then everything's worth it. If we help one person, everything's worth it. So God, help us be the person that helps the one. Father, help us be the person that does what's right because it's right. Help us be people at the bridge that goes into our communities and makes change, makes a difference, helps, serves, asks the question, what can I do for you? How are you feeling? What are you doing? Father, we love you. I pray blessings over these people. I pray blessings over our county. And I ask that you bless us as we go to camp today. Be with our youth. In Jesus' name. Amen.